Hey, you're listening to Organically You, where we are 100% organic with no preservatives. Today, I'd like to start the podcast with the tip of the day. My tip of the day is to wash your hands. With this coronavirus spreading and going around, the best thing for you guys to do is just wash your hands. If you have to sing happy birthday while you wash your hands, go ahead and do it. Use soap and water. That's the best way to stop this virus from spreading by just doing the most simplest thing is washing your hands. A quick note before we start. This episode will touch on some strong topics on mental health. So if this is hard for you to listen, please be aware of this. Thank you. On today's episode, I am excited to introduce this lady. I have known her for what feels like my whole life. I've known her since we were eighth grade. She is a beautiful, intelligent, funny, smart, talented woman, and I'm so happy to call her my friend. I would like to introduce you to Paris. Um, I always butcher her last name. <laughs> she can tell you guys that. Um, she is a psychology major and health administration major she has a b a bachelor's in psychology and an mba in health administration i must say she's very smart she also has her own podcast called crooked illness where she empowers and educates all her listeners on mental health and more please help me introduce my best friend paris Woo! Thank you for having me on. Thank you for coming. I'm so excited. I'm so- yes! Let's do it. I know. Um, so could you so could you start by telling us a little bit about yourself so at least the audience knows who you are? Yeah, so like you said, so my name is Paris. I am 24. I went to school and I got my bachelor's in psychology and then recently just got my MBA in healthcare administration. Um, And then also, like you mentioned, I do have my own podcast called Crooked Illness, where I mainly focus on all health related topics, but spend the majority of that time focusing in on mental health related topics and just kind of going over my own experiences with mental health, my own experiences that I've had working in the field what I've learned from school and education on this and just kind of trying to give people a better understanding of all mental health topics. If they are wanting to learn more, if they want advice on things or if they just want to listen to my story. So, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. Um, so I must ask, like, I've known you for a long time, but I feel like I know most of people did ask me like and DM me. Well, most people would DM me if you're single. But she's not. Sorry, guys. (laughs) But um, the one thing I wanted to ask you is that did you always want to do this or did you have other things in mind? Like uh, um, doing the profession of um, psychology and health administration. Yeah. So I have always been really interested and fascinated by people's behaviors, their actions, their thoughts, 
and all of that relating to mental health ever since I could remember from being even being in middle school. So just taking my first psychology class, really learning about it. And I feel like you can always read more books, take classes, learn about things. But until you actually get out there and experience it and work with people who have been diagnosed with serious illnesses and you you treat people with, you know, ranging from 18 years old all the way up to 72 years old and you actually see it, that's really what showed me that this is the right field for me and this is the right place for me because I've always had that interest and the passion for it, but I've it was never really strengthened until I worked in that field and then also using my own story and my own experience, you know, going into um, opening up publicly telling people that I was diagnosed with depression. That was actually a misdiagnosis, having bipolar disorder, my views on medication and therapy, and just really opening up about that makes it a lot easier for people to understand why I'm so passionate about this and why I'm so interested in it. So Mm -hmm. I, I, the only reason, well, the main reason why I wanted to start my first episode on focusing on mental health is because I feel that this is a very important topic that I feel like a lot of people kind of are very scared to touch base on or just really scared to acknowledge. For example, me, myself, I've been going through a inside in and out battle of like, yes, I don't have a problem. No, I do have a, yes, I have a problem. No, I don't, you know? And I feel like I'm not the only person who's gone through that battle, especially in the African community and African American community. We tend to kind of brush that topic to the side um, of mental health Mm -hmm. uh, because of just how we're brought up. So I thought that this would be a great episode to start. Um, the one thing I wanted to ask you is um, if you could please share one story because I've I've listened to your podcast from like day one since you started <laughs> and I, I love it. Um, but I just wanted you to share like one story that you feel like is like that is pretty much reflecting your story that's like 100% organic. Just telling us one episode or an example so at least the audience knows. Yeah, so I have so when it comes to like my story, so I remember in the past before I even considered doing a podcast or talking to people about mental health, because people who know me know that I like psychology, I like mental health, but people who know they don't know about me and why do I like that? Why am I so passionate about it? So I feel like when I actually was working with Um, younger kids who were diagnosed with depression and bipolar disorder. I remember working with um, kids like that. And I remember my uh, supervisor of the program saying that people working with the kids shouldn't really share too much about themselves. Like don't really tell them, you know, if you have depression or you have bipolar disorder, don't talk about that. And I really never understood that. I really felt like, you know, I I would think about it like, you know, maybe back when I was 15 and I had someone who was my mentor who I was working with, who opened up to me about the fact that they have that. And I feel like it makes it a lot easier to relate to somebody. So and that even goes with like when I used to work with people in a clinic, like when I had patients who 
had, you know, we're, we're taking the same exact medication as me. We're diagnosed right. with the same disorder as me. And I feel like, you know, getting over that fear of, cause I always had this fear of like, what happens if I tell people that, or what happens if I tell, you know, a patient that are they going to, what's going to happen? Am I going to get in trouble? Is someone going to like, I was always, cause I was always told not to do that. So I feel like once I stopped being like that, when I was just like, you know what, I'm going to tell, you know, the, you know, the kids that I was working with about this and then being able to see the impact it had on them. But they were like, wow, like I would have never known, you know, that you went through this or you were in the same situation. And then it actually helps them instead of not doing that. So I feel like it's really hard to overcome that. Like if you have been that way for so long where you don't talk about it and you don't want people to know. And I get it. I understand it. Cause I used to be like that. Like I used to not want to share that. Cause I kind of felt like, Oh, if I, if I come out and say that I've been diagnosed with bipolar disorder, then people might be afraid. They don't want to be your friend. They don't want to talk to you. They don't, you know, people just don't like that. Right. So I feel like kind of overcoming that and then being able to be vulnerable, you know, and actually like, what your whole thing stands for be organically you and actually be yourself like a hundred percent and not have a fear, not have like any hesitations about sharing this. And then knowing in your heart that the, the point of doing that is to help other people. The point of talking about that is to empower other people and show other people that you don't have to be afraid of that. You don't have to be, you know, scared Mm -hmm. of getting help. You don't have to, have all these fears um, and just being able to really do that and show people that is kind of the big, the, the biggest thing because it is such a hard topic and a lot of, you don't really see that a lot. You don't really see a lot of people on any social media just coming out and being. Yeah. Like, like hundred percent, like, Oh, I have a problem. I feel like now people are starting to share it more. The crazy part is I've known you for so long yeah and me listening to your podcast is the first time I was like wow uh, I didn't know you had all these things Mm -hmm. going on you know and I was like well did I miss something like and then I had to sit back and look at myself and I'm like Sandra you are pretty much Paris because you do you've literally also hidden all those things you know from people because it's not an easy thing to let people know but I feel like with um, this generation, it's going to be a little bit better because people are getting used to being more open and vulnerable and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to just think, like, you're just a happy... Like, it's crazy because yeah. you're just a happy person. Like, I've known you and you're always so happy. You know, yeah. I'm not saying that just because you're going through an illness or you have anxiety or depression, you shouldn't, you're always depressed or sad. Mm -hmm. And that's the stigma people have. If you're depressed or you have a mental illness that you're constantly like this moping person and crying all the time, which is not true. Um, I feel like when you're going through this, we've become so used to wearing a mask where (laughs) we're we're so good at like turning off and turning on, you know, you're like so good at like shutting down your feelings or, or kind of getting immune to it. Like, Oh, this is happening. Okay. I know to do this now, which is not always (laughs) healthy. Um, it's not a healthy thing. So that, that's why like 
you're you actually one of the people you're not even one like you're probably the main person who inspired me to just oh finally like do my podcast and I wanted you to be my first guest because I was just like oh yay because <laughs> oh. I was just like this person like doesn't even know how much she's just inspired me to like just go for it because I was always so scared I'm like mm-hmm. oh I'm gonna because lately I've been getting um panic attacks yeah um at first I didn't understand like anxiety or like panic I didn't understand like what it was like what's Mm -hmm. going on with me and then I ended up um going on the app better help and I was like let me just talk to someone because I'm always the person where people come and talk to me Mm -hmm. but I was like let me talk to a professional and she was just like oh I think you got this going on and I was just like man this woman's crazy (laughs) I don't know what she's talking about I'm African we don't go through this yeah (laughs) you know I feel like it's hard too because especially if like if you're the kind of person who's always like the caretaker role like you're always helping other people taking care of other people you're seen as like the strong one and like if you're seen like as vulnerable people are gonna be like okay that's like what is that but when you were talking about panic attacks that's actually crazy because I never understood that either like I have one of my really close friends has anxiety disorder and like I've known her for you know like maybe like you know over 10 years so I mean I remember I would see her with having anxiety and like freaking out and ha- and having these like panic panic episodes and I'm like I don't know why she just can't calm down I'm like I don't know why can't she why can't she just sit down like have some water calm down like relax and then I I never understood it and like you know and I feel like I could read books about it learn about it but until it actually happened to me like I had one panic attack and I remember just being like like so paralyzed I couldn't even move it was just the weirdest thing in the world and you know luckily for me like my boyfriend was there when it happened so he 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 Mm -hmm. saw what was happening and he was telling me what happened I just I I couldn't even believe it I was just like and then just trying to sit there and think like wow this is what some people go through every single day people have this happen every single day because I had that happen one time and I thought it was like I thought I was I honestly felt like I was dying. Like I had a really hard yeah, time. Yeah, you feel like you're dying. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, I wanted to, yeah, just explain to people like what is that like because for some people who've never been around somebody who has anxiety or like they've never seen a panic attack, they've never had one, it it looks really weird. Like you don't know what to do. You don't know what that is. You don't know what to say. And I feel like the more people learn about it and get educated on it and have an understanding it's not going to be as scary so right right yeah so it's just because it is really like a big I mean it is it is it does I mean I've had people who I worked with who would have panic attacks every single day at work like they'd be working and they'd have like severe panic attack like they have to leave go to the hospital and I'm like I can't even imagine what that's like for somebody right so it's 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 a lot like um I've realized a lot of stuff is triggers. Mm-hmm. Um, I know with, I'm, I'm only speaking from my perspective yeah. because of what I've gone through. Um, but I know with me, a lot of it hit me like 2019. I call it like the detox, yeah. event, but it hit me really hard. And I realized I would just have episodes of triggers. Like if I, touch something that reminded me of something I just went blank and it's like I just couldn't think straight there were days where I was 
not eating i wasn't sleeping like i couldn't understand what was going on um so it's something um it's funny because me and you're both in the health yeah but you're more like on the other perspective of the health field Mm -hmm. and i feel like in the health field we kind of fight each other like the 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 doctors and like psychologists they don't always see the eye to eye yeah which is weird because we're all doctors or nurses or whatever you Uh know but at the same time i think people don't understand that it all starts somewhere right with the brain and as people in the midfield the brain has a lot to do with how we think and how we do Mm -hmm. things and how we maneuver so if you're mentally not stable you're not going to be able to do other things you know and that's what people don't get like your whole body is connected mind body and everything's connected so for you to get something accomplished you have to fix your mind your mind is very important Mm -hmm. and I feel with the whole uh the way the world, especially America, the way America is built is for you to wake up, work, yeah. sleep, wake up, work. It'll make you go cuckoo bananas. Yeah. There were some points I was like, man, I'm about to book a ticket back. Yeah. Because <laughs> this is a lot. But it, it really, it's, it's something that I feel like everyone should really just sit down. Like, And the one thing that actually made me realize I had a, like, going through stuff was, I was, I decided to meditate. So I used to wake up every day and just meditate. And it's, and I traveled alone. The crazy part is when you clear your mind and you're by yourself and you can hear your thoughts and understand who you are, you understand what you need to fix. Yeah. No. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. that helps a lot too. Like, so I feel like that's an advice I would give to someone if they're scared to go see a therapist or whatever, just take time to be by yourself Mm -hmm. and let yourself breathe away from other people. And, um, everything else um but anyway I could talk for hours but the mo- <laughs> the one thing I wanted to ask you was um what are the most common reasons that people fail or give up so in a way like what's the most common reason why pe- why do you think people don't want to go see a therapist or like a scared or so I feel like for like I feel like I've actually talked to a lot of people you know who want who would want who wanted to go to therapy but they didn't because and I'm like, well, why don't you go? And they're like, oh, well, I don't think I need to go. You know, I, mean, I could probably fix this by myself. Or it's probably just like, you know, they're like, oh, you know, I, I'm feeling sad or I don't feel good about myself, but it'll go away. Like, it's not going to last forever. It's not severe. Like, and a lot of people have this stigma of they don't want, they don't want to go to a therapist because they don't want a therapist to, to tell them, you know, oh, maybe you should go see a psychiatrist. You know, maybe you should go go do that. And then they'll go to the psychiatrist and the psychiatrist will be like, well, you know, I've been working with you for, you know, months now. And it looks like you do have uh, schizophrenia or depression or bipolar disorder because people don't want, and because some people will think it's a good thing because they have, they finally have an answer. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, this is what's happening to me. This is why, you know, I can't sleep. This is why I'm always crying. This is why I feel like so bad all the time. This is why, but then other people, they don't, they don't want the label. They're like afraid of, right. oh, I'm, I have schizophrenia or, oh, I have bipolar. So they don't like that because I feel like 
a lot of the, I feel like one of the biggest issues is especially like the media. So when we watch shows and movies and stuff, they like, they depict different disorders like way worse than they actually are. So if you've seen like, you know, like they have a, there's a show I watched recently where it was like Anne Hathaway was the main character and she has bipolar mm-hmm. disorder and it showed her in a grocery store walking around super happy in a dress dancing buying all this fruit and then she meets a guy and is gonna go on a date with him and then he comes to her apartment and she's everything's black she's she's all sad crying and I feel like people watch you know shows and movies and stuff and are like oh that's probably what that's like if someone has that so people people don't like that and they don't because I feel like people just like things that come in pretty packages they like things that are good you're doing you know they want to feel like they're doing good they're doing okay they don't want to be told oh well this is what's going on with you this is what's wrong because so I mean I feel like that's part of it too and then another thing is like a lot of people aren't if you've never been to therapy before a lot of people aren't comfortable going into an office and talking to a complete stranger about all their problems so at least for me, when I remember being like 15 years old when I first went to therapy and I was so scared because I'm like, why am I going to go into this office and talk to this guy who I who is like my dad's age about all my problems and tell him everything? And what is that going to do? Like, I always saw it as so negative. Um, but then, you know, I realized that the more you're actually a lot, the more you do open up and the more vulnerable you are, it could potentially help you instead of hurting you. So, right. So you told, I I know you told us that you were misdiagnosed. So what is an advice on, um, like finding the right doctor or the right therapist? Because I've heard some stories of friends or family members where they went to doctor and, or a psychologist or, um, a psychiatrist as well and they just give them yeah. pills oh take this and it ended up being like that now they can't they're addicted to those pills and they can't get off and it's making them worse and most so what's your advice i would say on finding the right doctor or therapist? so for me like from my experience so when i was misdiagnosed i was diagnosed with depression when i turned 16 and then I remember when I was 19 is when I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and that was only because I was hospitalized so during that period of it was really severe like they said I was SMI so that's severe mental illness bipolar one disorder you know they were they were they were making it seem like it it was just like the worst thing ever to have and it was it was honestly the scariest thing of my entire life to be in that hospital in an in a psychiatric hospital where you're around people who you know you might think that your situation is bad and you might think that you're unstable but you're seeing people who are trying to kill themselves in front of you who are just really out of control and then that's when you realize that you all, I started to panic and I was like really just did not feel like I just I honestly thought like I would much, I honestly felt like I would have rather been in like jail or prison because I'm like, at least then I would have been in my own cell and not around people. You know, I just was so scared, but I feel like that situation is really what, what helped me and what showed me, you know, it like opened my eyes. Like when I came home, I was just, I was so much more just 
appreciative of what I have and like the opportunity that the opportunities that I have, you know, I'm able to, you know, leave this hospital and go home to a family who cares about me and go to school, get a degree and, and try to help people and do that and work on that. And there's people who, you know, I was around who, you know, just completely lost hope, completely lost hope, which is just, it was just so crazy to see that. And I feel like, you know, it's, it is really hard to find the, your, the right therapist and, you know, especially when it comes to like treatment. So I talk about, mm-hmm. you know, medication, my views on medication and therapy. I do think therapy is a really good thing. Like, I feel like, I feel like even if you don't have a diagnosis or, you know, you've been told by some professional that you have a mental illness, I feel like you can go to therapy for whatever you want. Like if you're having, yeah, yeah, you know, and then I feel like when it comes to medications, like you were saying, like some people are taking them and they, and it's actually making things worse and they're getting addicted to it. Um, that's something that I actually went through too. So I remember I, when, when I was diagnosed with depression, I was taking different medications. And if you give somebody who is actually bipolar depression medication, it can make them manic and it actually, it can, it can make them manic. So that's what happened to me is I was taking these medications and I was telling my, you know, telling the doctors that I was going to, like, I don't think I'm depressed. I feel like I'm, you know, cause it is hereditary. It is at least for me, like it runs in my family that I have, I think one family member who is bipolar who I know about. So, but my doctors were saying, no, you know, you don't have that, you know, cause I, cause the thing is, uh, the thing about me is that I seemed on the outside, like I was doing fine. Like I was like, like what you said, like, I always look happy. Like I'm, I'm always laughing, smiling. I go to school, you get good grades, you go out with your friends, everything's looks great. But on the inside, you're just, your mind's always racing. You're never sleeping. You eat, you either aren't eating or you're eating like way too much. And you're over, like spending all your money going out, just being reckless and ending up hurting people because you just really lose control of yourself. Like you're not, you're in psychosis. You're not really, you're not really here in reality. So that's scary. And I feel like, you know, if you, you know, if, if cause sometimes the scariest part for me at least is I didn't know that it was as bad as it was until I left the hospital and was like, wow, like this is where I actually needed to be because, you know, it, I would have never been able to get to get to where I am now if I didn't go through all of that. So, you know, I feel like, especially with, you know, people just need to be really careful, you know, cause I know that it, it is really common that you can just go to a doctor like even a family doctor and say, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm having trouble sleeping. And, you know, you could say all this stuff, the all symptoms of depression and your doctor will say, okay, well, you know, I'll write you a prescription for a medication and you don't really need it. And it is, that could be dangerous. So I feel like, you know, you just need to be sure that when, you know, you're going to a a doctor, a psychiatrist that you're seeing them for, you know, months, at least a couple of months. And like, they're actually getting to know you and your life and your, what you're doing and trauma and every, every history about you and actually watching you. So they're able to see, you know, if you actually do need medication or not. So. Right. I'm, I'm actually glad that you mentioned that 
you don't have to have a problem to go yeah. to therapy. Um, I know Michelle Obama just mentioned that her and Obama go yeah. to therapy, but it's not that they have an issue. It's just good to, to always talk to someone, and it's always good to have someone's uh, different perspective on things, you know? Because sometimes we, as humans, yeah. are so stubborn yeah. that you know, we're just, we don't want to, we don't want to listen to other people's advice or anything else. So it's just always good to see someone else's perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, The other question I wanted to ask you is what, what resources have helped you, um, have really helped you through your journey? I know you did highlight a few things, but do you have any other things? Yeah, so for me specifically, I feel like the things that help the most is just having just having support, just having the like positive people around me. Cause I know in the past I did put myself in really negative environments, not safe environments. I was around people who, you know, didn't really care for me or anything about me. So then I feel like when I put myself back, you know, with positive people with supportive people with people who want to see me succeed who are uplifting you know that's huge especially when it comes to you know like you know my dad like my relationship with my dad like he's like yeah. literally has been there for me through everything has seen me at my worst has seen me in the in the hospital absolutely just out of you know completely out of control and he's never left my side he's always been there for me supported me um always been cheering for me so I feel like that's a huge thing and if you do have at least one person it doesn't it's not like you have to have like 10 people you know in your corner like 20 people you could have just you know just one person makes a difference like if you have somebody who you know is there for you and then also um another thing is just you know at least for me um medication so I know I talked before like I was on different medications when I was with misdiagnosed with depression but I've been you know ever since I've been diagnosed with bipolar disorder I've been taking the same medication and you know it's been helping me I haven't had any anything happening no side effects nothing so I feel like you know sometimes you know medication can be a good thing if you're if it is you know if it is helping you if you if if you feel like it is is you know it's not damaging you or your body or you your life in any way So that's been another thing. And then also just being able to continue working on what I'm trying to do with, you know, with the podcast and with, you know, getting my story out there and helping other people and answering questions that people have about mental health or even just, you know, health related in general. So I feel like it's... And your dad is super funny. Yeah, he's... Your dad is hilarious. (laughs) He's so funny. Yeah, he is yeah, but you have like a great support team around you, which I think is such a good a good thing to have. You should always um you should always the funny thing is it's it's, it's a hard thing, it's a hard pill to mm-hmm. swallow to understand like oh, I oh snap, I think I need to tra- change my circle yeah. because if you, if you're not careful the people you surround yourself with can some people just don't understand you you know and they can give you advice which works for them but doesn't work for you and some people just try push you Mm -hmm. the wrong direction 
which I totally understand. Every person is different, but you yourself have to look back and kind of like, "Mm, I don't think these people are the right people for me. Like, I clearly, I really haven't had, it's funny because a lot of people have a lot of friends, but I really don't. I really just have like, literally like two, three mutual friends and that's it because I had to cut off a lot of people in my circle because I was just like, this is just toxic. It's not the right thing for me. I just need to exit. Because if you're not careful, you're just constantly trying to please mm-hmm. these people. But instead of them helping you, they're just pushing you down. And that's one thing I went through where I felt like I was so like down that I was constantly trying to find happiness mm-hmm. through other yeah. people. So someone told me to jump. I was like, okay. Because it's like, you know, I was just trying to, like, do things to kind of distract mm-hmm. me from what's going on in my mind. And to the point where I was like, okay, you need to stop. Like, I had to stop and take a second. That's why, for most people who follow me, that's why I travel. That's why I mm-hmm. keep myself busy. I surround myself with smart people. I have friends yeah. who are way older than me, like, older people. And it's always great to have older mm-hmm. friends, I feel, because... They just give you a different pers. They may not understand where you are now in this generation, but they give you a perspective that you might have not even thought yeah. about. You know, because sometimes when you're young, you kind of are so consumed in mm-hmm. the now. You know, and so it's kind of tricky. But um, with that being said, uh, what what advice can you give someone who thinks they're going um, through anxiety attacks, depression, or anything else around the mental health. Yeah, so I would just say, like, topic. for, like, for that person, they're going through something like that, I would just open up to somebody. So, like, especially if it's, so, so with somebody you trust. So if that's, like, you know, your mom, your dad, your sister, your brother, your friend, like, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whoever, just tell that person, you know, like, sit down with them and say, hey, like, I want to ask you, you know, your advice on something. I feel like, you know, I might be having anxiety or like depression or something and then ask them maybe if they've noticed differences about you. Just kind of talk to them about it. Like see if what what did they think about that, you know, and then if they've noticed that about you and then also like try and then also just go and schedule an appointment with a therapist just to talk about that and get it out there and say, you know, like just talk about what's happening. Like what are you going through right now? What have you gone through in the past? What do you think is making you feel like that? and just get it out there so that way at least you're sharing it and you're putting it out there and you're not you're not sitting there bottling everything up like oh I don't want to talk about it or I don't want to tell anybody because literally if you at least in my experience when I was going through things and I chose not to tell anybody it just made it worse because you know you could get that'll either end up affecting your relationships with people negatively because you'll just take all your frustration and anger out on them and you'll be You'll, you won't really be fun to be around because you'll be you'll just be ho- like holding on to this secret or, you know, whatever is going on or has happened to you that you you can't share or get out there. So I would just say to talk to somebody, talk to somebody you trust, talk to somebody in the medical field, talk to, you know, a therapist, a psychologist, and then go from there and see, you know, what do they recommend? Do they recommend that you go to a psychiatrist? Do they recommend like, 
you know, what kind of treatment would they suggest for you? Because not everybody needs to, you know, start off right away with medication, like take these pills, take these, you know, medicines, maybe some, maybe that person is the way that they are is because they're way too stressed out. They don't take any time for themselves. They don't really eat a lot. They just, they don't take care of themselves. So maybe that person, you know, could just take an hour for themselves every day, like 30 minutes for themselves every day, like go, you know, like what you were saying, go do something for yourself, like be by yourself, be alone, meditate, do yoga, you know, go out, do something that you like to do. So I feel like it could even be as simple as that. So sometimes people just get so overwhelmed and they just completely forget, you know, like what you were saying about yourself, like you just you're so used to helping other people and taking care of other people that you don't really put yourself first at all because you're so concerned with, you know, helping these people or working or doing this or doing that, that you just completely neglect yourself and end up with problems down the road. So, yeah, so I think the easiest thing would just be to open up about it and talk about it um, and just don't to not really have a have a fear like don't don't be afraid that you know if you open up about it then someone's going to judge you or not like you or be mean to you because if people are that are acting that way towards you then that's not your problem you know that's the other person's issue that they're treating you like that for opening up about something so you know and then also that goes back to what you said earlier is you know, being, being careful who you're surrounding yourself with. So if you're surrounding yourself with, you know, negative people or toxic friends and you open up about something, of course they might not support you or they might not care. So, you know, it is, um, and it is hard to about, um, that was actually what my episode I was going to do this, you know, I was going to do it yesterday, but it's going to be about, is talking about that. So like toxic relationships and stuff. So so yeah. 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 Please talk about it cuz Lord yeah. Jesus knows. People <laughs> need I it. Yeah. So cuz it is hard. I mean like <laughs> I know you like we talked about this too like just like what do you do? You know and, and like and yeah, yeah even you, how that yeah. affects you. Like how does that affect your mental health? Like if you're always around, you know, and sometimes it could be your family, sometimes it could be your friend, your boyfriend, your girlfriend that you're around them and they literally just constantly put you down or like physical abuse, verbal abuse, me- like mental abuse. They just don't support you in any way. And you just feel like you want to leave or you want to say something, but you don't know what to do. So I feel like kind of talking about that will, you know, help people if they are in that situation or they know somebody who's in that situation. So yeah. Yeah, of course. And I, I advise everyone to go listen to crooked illness and go listen to this um episode and more of paris episodes so you guys can learn more i'm not educated in this field i wish i was i i i I wanted to go in this field and i thought it's just (laughs) too much (laughs) i already have problems on myself but um i'm so glad to have a friend who i know i can talk to and i know she can give me like good advice and I just hope my listeners can also find a friend within someone and just go talk to someone. If you can't talk to someone, go to church and talk to God. If you can't talk to God, go talk to like anything that helps works. Mm-hmm. I sometimes talk to myself, you know, yeah. <laughs> some people may look at me like I'm crazy, but it, <laughs> sometimes just talking to yourself, writing a journal, 
um writing helps a lot um or you know just voicing even doing like recordings talking to yourself helps just all I want to stress to my audience is that your brain I I personally Mm -hmm. love anatomy and the brain but the brain if you learn about the brain is such a beautiful organ and but you also notice it's the most important part of your body and please please guys just please you know take care of yourself fix your like just take (laughs) take care of yourself I couldn't even yes take care of yourself and um if you guys need someone to talk to you can even go ahead and and Mm -hmm. yeah DM Paris and talk to her you can DM me if you need someone to talk to there are things out there you got the better help app there's so many resources now for this generation please don't be afraid to do so. I know sometimes it can be hard and, you know, it's a lot. If you need to go to the gym, do something, you know, just always take that. My mother always used to say, always take that. If it's five minutes to yourself, give yourself that five yes. minutes to yourself, you know, and that's very important. Um, Well, I just want to say thank you, Paris, for being mm. on my very first well, it's not my yes. first episode, but I feel like it's my first episode. Thank you for being on my first episode with me. Thank you for sharing uh, with the audience this very important details. I hope that everyone also goes on her podcast, Crooked Illness. I would put everything on the link below, on the description below, all her information. Paris, if you could please share your Instagram handle, your your, your podcast, your Facebook, so people can contact you mm. and see your beautiful face. Yes, well, thank and- you so much for having me. You, you have actually been my first interview, actually, out of everybody that I've lined up to, really? to do interviews with. And I was so excited to come on and do this with you because I know, I know from the, I've, I've known you, right, since eighth grade. And literally, I've been watching you and following you and mm-hmm. talking to you for all these years. And I've seen, you know, especially on Instagram with everything you're doing with like fitness, health, mindset, all that. And then the fact that you're doing this too and making a podcast and then talking about all this stuff too is going to be so good for people to listen to and learn stuff from and take away messages from so I'm so happy that you know I was able to do this and get this in with you today so but yeah I'm so blessed to have you on my podcast today I'm so glad everyone could listen and hear I'm pretty sure this is not gonna be the last time (laughs) you're gonna hear from Paris I'm probably gonna have her on again um Thank you for being on my podcast and thank everyone for listening to Organically You. If you or anyone you know is going through mental health or anything along the like of what we talked about today, please always seek advice of your physician or other qualified mental health providers with any questions you may have regarding of medical conditions or mental disorder. To listen to Organically You every Friday, you can stream us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Radio Public, or wherever you're listening to this right now.
next week friday we'll have a quick look on a little bit of my life If you would like to spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. You can find more information on today's episode in the notes below where you can find a link for more information on your host and today's guest. Thank you for listening to a great episode of Organically You. Hey guys, good morning, good evening, wherever you're listening to me today, I just want to say hello, this is Sandra and you're listening to Organically You. On today's tip, I wanted to give you guys a tip, I guess the tip of the day I'll give you is skincare. Um, For people who have very dry skin I would advise you this is what works for me so maybe it doesn't work for you maybe it will work for you but hey you can take it or leave it but I usually um like to put coconut oil on my face and then I leave it on for like a couple minutes and then I take a warm piece of cloth and I just wipe it off that keeps my face hydrated I do this every night so it kind of helps. So hopefully the tip of the day I gave you today will help someone out there. And hey, if you have any tips for me, you can always DM me or let me know. And I can share it with the rest of the listeners. I hope everyone is at home, chilling, keeping safe. I know this week has been such a hectic week not only for me but i know for everyone around the world and i just hope that everyone is healthy and safe and just you know keeping indoors keeping everyone else around you safe um i work in the medical field so i get how it it's very hectic right now in the hospitals and the um clinical areas so just for the safety for our workers guys just stay indoors wash your hands keep safe because if you're safe then you're able to help everyone else around you um i know this is really hard for us um americans because we're so used i mean worldwide because we're used to working nine to five nine to five each day so it's kind of hard to just sit at home the whole day but I try to look at the beauty of all this and I think it's a great time to just take a breath recap release renew um you know detox meditate figure out what you want to change in your finances figure out what you want to change in your career figure out um what you would like to change in your cycle, you know, I think it's a great way to just take this time, since the world is giving us time to take a break, to just recap, and, you know, because, you know, once all this is done, we're going to have to go back out there, and it's going to be crazy, it's going to be stressful, it's going to be a lot, so it's best to just keep your mindset clear, so once we get back out there, it's not too much, Uh, On this week's episode, I decided to talk a little about myself. 
who I am and why I decided to do my podcast. Um, and I will answer a few questions that you guys sent me on Instagram. I have put up a questionnaire. You guys sent me a lot of questions, but I'm probably only going to recap on a few. And yeah, so let's get this podcast started because I know you guys got on here so you can listen to something other than the news about coronavirus. <laughs> okay.